Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapple Cast. It's me, your host, Taryn, alongside Joe, Dan, and Jamie. Yes. Are you bitter? I mean, why was that kind of like thing on my name <laughs> and Jamie? I'm putting you last because I'm not happy. Not <laughs> happy with you. I believe how, all the latest you books on you. Because I'm not so because it's been a week. We, we've had so much wrestling this we week. Yeah, we've new had so world champions in every promotion over the last month. Yeah, but this week specifically, you guys know why I'm not happy, and we're certainly going to yeah, get into that later on. In Shinsuke case. Nakamura hasn't defended his Intercontinental <laughs> title. Do you know what? I totally forget that Shinsuke Nakamura is Intercontinental champion. I forget who, who's US champion these days. Is it still Damian Priest? Damian Priest. Damian slash Priest. Yeah, I... Those mid-card titles at the moment, they are absolutely meaningless at the minute, aren't they? The Intercontinental in the US. I mean, they have been for a while, but they feel even more so at the moment. Well, just like, I'm forgetting who's champion. Shinsuke went in the tag division for two months. He's been teaming with, teaming with Rick Books, um, and the lost Lothario has been getting pinfalls on him left, right, and centre. When did he win the Intercontinental title? He picked it up against um, Apollo Crews in October. Uh, not October, further than that. I think it was September. Because I saw something on... Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, I think so. People were saying that it hasn't been defended since WrestleMania day one, uh, WrestleMania night one. But I um, (laughs) searched it and um, actually he picked up the title off um, Apollo Crews. Uh, So I worked out he hasn't defended the Intercontinental title for about four and a half months. I say that the Intercontinental title wasn't on the online at SummerSlam. It wasn't even defended at SummerSlam. No mind. Well, they they used to say that if you don't defend a title within thirty days, you're stripped of it. So why Here can't we you go. just do a tournament? <laughs> it was August the thirteenth episode of SmackDown. So what's that? September, October, November, September. So coming on five months, and he's probably defended it a handful of times, in fact, since then. See, they could have kept somebody like an Adam Cole stay, or they could have got Kyle O'Reilly staying by saying, oh, we'll put you on SmackDown. We'll give you the Intercontinental title. No, we'll just keep it on Shinsuke and put him in the tag division. Yeah, not great. And this is what I mean. I just When you're not putting in time and investment into... Well, the thing is, they're not putting time and investment into certain people anyway. So the titles themselves, if it's not a world title, they're not getting a look in. We know this with the tag team titles on both Raw and SmackDown. They're kind of just a bit stagnant at the moment because they don't really know what to do with them. They're both mid-card titles there that we've just discussed. No, pointless. Even the women's titles at the moment kind of just seem to be floating. When I say floating, I don't mean floating about people because obviously they're staying with the same people. But again, there just doesn't seem to be any emphasis. And I don't mean we're going to get into day one later on, but I don't mean anything bad against Liv Morgan. But how are we supposed to be invest in champions defending their titles when they do, when we're not getting the calibre of opponent that we should be doing there? And again, I'm not saying that bad against Liv Morgan. I, I'm saying the fact that it perhaps if she'd been 
built better because up until three weeks ago when she started picking up wins to be able to become the number one contender, she'd been jobbing out effectively for the last 12 months, if not longer. Very much reminiscent of Jinder Mahal. Okay, maybe not to the same extent, but you know, you've got Jinder doing nothing for however long and then suddenly number one contender and wins a title. I mean, he went further, he won the title, but I'm how am I supposed to invest in a potential new title reign or, or even just potentially someone beating the champion, whether it be title or non-title, when up until three weeks ago they hadn't won a match in however long. Yeah, and then you get Brock Lesnar coming along saying he doesn't want to wrestle you and then you have to drop your belt. Hey, and we're definitely going to get into that because I know that was <laughs> Joe's favourite moment of <laughs> of the event. But how are we all doing? Have you been watching plenty of wrestling then by the sounds of it? Yeah, trying to catch up. We can watch um, Rampage now. So I actually watched Rampage on ITV4 on How Tuesday great was evening. that match? Oh, I, we, what, Joe was surprised. Joe was like, hang on a minute. Like, they are not letting loose at all. Like, that bumped through the table. Um, you know, they went on. The, they, that smashed bottle in the face. Um, all of it was just yeah and then um they went to do the i think it was anna jay went to do the same and i was like looking around like why did i do that <laughs> taryn has no idea what we're talking about yeah no this was the well, extreme rule street fight women's match was it not yeah because i i will admit i haven't watched it yet but i've been yeah. told to watch it because apparently the bunny put in a very very good showing probably the best that she has done for a while and actually came over quite legit i read online probably the most legit she's come across since she's been on the main roster. She looked crazy and it really added to the match. Um, the only <laughs> botch spot was when, um, I think it was Penelope Ford went to do a moonsault off the top rope through a table. Then the table just didn't the break, she just need the corner of it. <laughs> oh, and then, then they showed it in the... In I the am the table, Botchamania. They were like, oh, here's the replay. It's like, yeah, okay, you've botched. Why are you showing us? Like they did with Ray Fenex this week as well. Breaks his arm or dislocates his arm. Then they show us the replay six or seven times. It's like, Dude, oh god, that was brutal, that wasn't it? Just for anyone who hasn't seen that clip yet, you know, watch it with you know, viewer discretion is advised, but an arm should not bend that way. And of course, it, it obviously did. And what, what the good news is for that, of course, is that as we've stated, it's not a breakage. He was so so lucky that it's only a dislocation, and whilst that still needs time to heal, of course, the healing process and the and the prognosis with that and the recovery process should be shorter than a full breakage because oh, that could have been so, so much nastier than it was. And hopefully that, and I don't think it will, but hopefully that won't discourage him later on when it's certainly when he comes back because, you know, you see it with some professional athletes, not just in wrestling, just in sport in general, whether it's like soccer, football or anything like that, they might not commit, especially if they're a defender, they might not commit to a tackle like they once would because, they, you know, six months prior they had their ankle torn in off, things like that. So it can change people in, in sport. And I don't think it will um, necessarily knock him, but it's something you've always got to be careful of. For sure, for sure. Right then, so I, I'm struggling this week to try and find the motivation to decide whether or not we should start with having a look at day one from New Year's Day from last Saturday, running through the card and looking at our predictions. I mean, we're going to be doing this anyway. I'm not sure whether or not we should start on the positives, if you can call the event a positive, and then with the negative, with the releases, or just get those releases out of the way. What do you think, Joe? Just get negative out of the way that we can end up lost in then. 
Right. Well, take your pick which one's the positive and which one's the negative. I assume you mean the releases. So let's uh, let's go for yeah. it. So, yes. So was it what day are we today? We're Friday. We're actually recording day of release for a change. So was it Wednesday the releases happened, I want to say? Wasn't yesterday, was it? Or some They've of them did do it yesterday. Um... Yeah. They had the regal ones, and then they had um, they had like I thought there was only going to be one last night, but it ended up being two. There ended up being a couple, one. yeah. So yeah. the majority certainly was on Wednesday. Um, this brings it up to more than eighty wrestlers and talent in the WWE in twenty twenty one slash twenty twenty two. Just more and more. Now. I mean, I remember when people used to get released. Oh, don't get me wrong, there was the odd one that would get released every now and again but when they did these what we call mass releases certainly groups of four or five or more they used to be once a year once every two years and to consider over 80 talent in less than the space of 12 months is ridiculous but um yeah again i, I mentioned this on one of our last podcasts that we did when there was releases it feels like every few weeks we're doing an episode where the majority of the um topic we're talking about is unfortunately people losing their job and it's happened again. And, you know, there's some people on here that you can, when, when I say you can understand, I mean, you can't understand when somebody loses their jobs, but you can see why it might be best for them to move on in certain aspects, things like that. But um, there's some that is just a real, real head scratcher. Um, so we might as well go in a bit of order. Um, and we had the news, as you rightly said there, Dan, we had a couple released last night at time of recording yesterday. And we'll start with one that I think you'd said to ourselves previously, hadn't you, Joe, if, um, when the releases came out back on Wednesday and you sent to our group chat on Facebook, you said, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if Samoa Joe gets released. And lo and behold, he has. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a surprise. I mean, he got released what a couple of months ago and then he got rehired as like the enforcer for William Regal and then I think he if I'm not mistaken he was like a talent scout and uh at the slam um in Vegas um they had like a couple of trial matches and he it was like what that he was there like scout talent. So I don't know what's caused this this release again. But yeah I I, I wasn't surprised at all to be honest. I mean, I would assume, I don't know what you think, Jamie and Dan, but I would assume it comes down to, well, two or three factors. One, age, because they just seem to be getting rid of most people age around 40 and over. Second of all, the fact that he's been injured again, very injury-prone in the last year or two of his career. Um, and third, probably just not really got much for him um, storyline-wise. Do you keep him on NXT? Well, no. They want people under the age of 30 on there, quite clearly, from what's been happening lately. Do you put him onto the main roster? How are you going to use him? And the problem is with Samoa Joe, is if you put him in a programme, if you put him in a World Championship programme at the moment, whether that be against Lesnar, Reigns, Lashley, whoever, can you be guaranteed that, say, you want to book a two- or three-month programme of them having two or three matches over pay-per-views, for example, leading up to WrestleMania, he could quite easily get injured and be out for another six or 12 months. And then that not only ruins your build, but it ruins your build to a potential big pay-per-view like WrestleMania. So, no, I, I agree with you there, Joe. It's, um, it's one of them that wasn't surprising. And 
I've seen a lot of people online go, oh, well, it's, it's no problem. He'll go back to Impact or he'll go to AEW. Probably, but I wouldn't be surprised, me personally, and I'd be interested to see what you think, Jamie, and what you think, Dan. It would surprise me with somebody like Smojo, depending on what his injury statuses are, if he does make an appearance, say, for example, on AEW, that it's not necessarily a contracted appearance. It might just be more of an appearance and maybe a, a one or two match deal rather than he signed a year deal or a multi-year deal. It might be, um, you know, just to bring him in for an event and go, there you go, you've had your moment in AEW. And who knows, maybe then go on to be a back, backstage producer or something like that. So maybe still work within the company, not necessarily an on-screen talent. Yeah, I think it's one of these cases that he is more of a backstage talent now. And I think you look at these releases, they're saying that they were to do with training talent and the people who are training the next generation. Um, so it wasn't actual wrestler talents, per se. It was um, people who are working backstage as coaches and developers. Um, so I do agree with you. I think it's not a case that he's going to go to AEW and be a wrestler until he's 50. But if you said to me, oh, yeah, Samoa Joe's going to go across to AEW and he's going to have like a retirement match against CM Punk. Yeah, take my money. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Any thoughts mm-hmm. specifically for yourself, Jamie, on the old Samoan Joe? No, I mean, he came back and did the job for, I think he was kind of more of like a placeholder for a few months for the title whilst he, whilst obviously Champa, he was injured at the time, weren't he? He won was the Champa title, injured? didn't he? Did he Did he win the title, Samojo, when he came there? Yeah. NXT title again, yeah, and then disappeared again a week later, didn't he? Yeah, so... He got injured, yeah. Yeah, it was from Karen Cross. Karen Cross was in. Karen Cross won it, then popped his shoulder out, then Samojo had to, like, then beat... Finn Balor for it, yeah, and then he lost it there again to Kerry Cross. Yeah, but it was something new for NXT at the time to obviously bring him into the title picture rather than having the same few going over the title. Um, but yeah, it's very similar. But look at the AEW roster, they've got that many people on there. Samoa Joe could come in and kind of not saying he's as good as. Or much of a talent as Brock Lesnar has with money. Like you talk about Brock Lesnar and everybody wants to see what he's going to do next. But Samoa Joe could literally just feature on the four pay-per-views a year and I'm pretty sure he'd be happy with that. Do a few promos, have a match. Like Sting's still wrestling. Brian Danielson has come back after a neck surgery and he's having five-star matches with Hangman Adam Page. Edge has come back and had the greatest wrestling match ever with Randy Orton. (laughs) Yeah, It was their words, not mine. Well, it, it was true. You, you don't want to be disagreeing with them now, do you? They might so, release you. That, that's the thing. Like Samoa Joe, he keeps getting injured. Like you say, four matches a year on possibly the AEW Super Shows. There you go. Well, another one that we had news of yesterday was um, long-time referee and producer no, Scott Armstrong. Um, Scott Armstrong himself, been with the company for a long time. Um, I, I think, think it was I 2008, read, was it? I think 2006, I think. Um, so obviously former WCW and then into the WWE in 2006. He went into a producer role in the last year or two and he was actually originally furloughed back in April um, of 2020. But then he came back in October of 2020 and since then he'd been back producing again so yeah a 15-year tenancy in the wwe and another one that's been 
given his future endeavours. It's a pity, but again, is it one that we're surprised about necessarily? I think it's a bit of a it's a bit of a strange one because you don't really hear the name that often. You always the producer on this. Um, you know, I know we'll talk about his brother who also got released in a minute. Mm. Um, but I think it, it, it's one of these that with producers, you don't really know how good of a producer they were backstage. I mean, I've heard some things that he's helped um, a lot of the talent get over um, and help produce a lot of the talent. But it's tough with producer roles because you're not seeing them on the telly every week. You don't really know what's happening. Um, you know, I could say some names and you might not even know that they are producers. You know, like some people might not know that Steve Carino is a producer. Um, yeah. pe- people might not know that Abyss. Yeah, yeah, Jamie Noble, Abyss, Sanjay Dutt. Um, they, they've got low Jeremy Borash as backstages. If you name the people yeah. who producers, quite often people will go, oh, I didn't have a clue. You know, there's people like Pat Buck as well, who were massive on the indies, but would never made it to the big leagues. Um, there's some of them that do get on screen roles, like Adam Peters. Jimmy Jacobs, a lot wasn't of... he? Jimmy Jacobs, yeah. yes, he was. <laughs> but you see it like on Breaking Ground. Um, they had wrestlers actually try out to do producer roles as well. Um, just to see if it's something that they like. So there's wrestlers that can actually produce as well, put together matches. So it's one of these things with the producing role. It, you know, you can get, you can sort of train somebody to do the role, but you do see some of them actually transition over. So Arn Anderson was a producer for ages, and then all of a sudden he went across the um, AEW, um, and he's an on-screen talent, and he's uh, helps produce as well. So if you're talented at what you do, then you're welcome in other companies, and I, I think he will bounce. Back, I can see him going to an impact or an AEW to help produce because he's been doing it for many, many years. Um, but it's one of these ones you don't know how many producers that they actually do have backstage, and sometimes you don't know whether they may have actually asked for it themselves or whether they may have been given an advance warning. You don't really know the fundamentals, we just know a name on a sheet. Um, but um, from what I hear, he's quite a talented gentleman, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does bounce back to another promotion. Yeah, well, let's get on to the two of Triple H's men, and I think we can start seeing a recurring theme here in the fact that, you know, if it wasn't already obvious no. that Vince McMahon was trying to get rid of, effectively, if we're looking at NXT, was trying to get rid of the old NXT and Triple H's men, if you would, um, the first of two was the road dog himself, Jesse James. <laughs> um, so he'd been a producer and a trainer in NXT, uh, sorry, been a well, yeah, been a producer and a trainer in NXT, and then he transitioned specifically to um, NXT as a producer full time back in May 2019. Um, and and he's gone, and you know, back in March of last year, let's not forget, he had a heart attack, and he was back in work like a month later. So very, very dedicated to the role, and I think, and again, just reading the dirt sheets and reading people's comments online. It, we don't know what goes through people's heads as far as Vince McMahon and what's his name, Khan, Thingy Khan, I forget him. Nick Khan in WWE um, and bloody Brother Love and all that business and John Laurinaitis. You know, we don't, we don't know specifically what goes in the head, but it looks very, very much that since Triple H had his heart cardiac type surgery... Everything whilst he's all been at home, it seems to be the rug's been pulled from under him. Everything seems to be taken away from him. And, you know, we don't know what's going on backstage or home life as far as the relationship between Vince and Paul Levesque. 
but something's happened and they're obviously not happy with the product as it was and rather than just get rid of the talent and rerun the show they're getting rid of everybody behind it as well and road dog is one of them and i think it's a little sad to see road dog go i know he's been a bit controversial lately with his views on vaccinations and free speech and you know we won't get into that that's a a whole different thing but yeah somebody's dedicated themselves to the business for quite a long time he's uh he's gone yeah but picture this we get to see the young bucks versus the new age outlaws you know what i hope we don't i actually hope we don't i've got no like wanting to see yeah i've got no wanting to see road dog (laughs) back in the ring again you know, Billy Gunn can still go at his age, and he's in tremendous shape, and he looks fantastic. But it know, makes sense for him, though, gassed. because his son's in AEW, isn't it? So obviously, he has a reason to kind of stay around the ring and be on yeah. screen because they were the guns, weren't they? The gun family, so. the gun club. I am. Um, I could see Road Dog going to AEW as a producer, not as an on-screen talent, certainly not to wrestle. And I don't think he should do. Not with his heart attack. You know, he's not in the best of shape these days and that's no knock on him it's just because he's getting older hey, and jerry the king lola wrestled enzo and moray last week well yes okay yeah but, but i think jerry's he, he cast from a different stone is during the king lola he's from a different time he'll still be wrestling when he's under jerry the king lola regardless of heart problems and heart attacks um but it does surprise me that he's still going but yeah i i don't think we'll see much of road dog again i mean he's had his hall of fame induction as part of dx so you know he's got that aspect um under, under his belt and he's given a lot to the company probably time now to just try and relax and enjoy yourself especially since you've had a recent heart scan last year or so hmm. i mean with these ones it, yeah like you said they can actually go and enjoy a bit more of their life and enjoy the florida sun there's a couple of what lower names that you may not have heard of like um hachiman suzuki and I think there's a female talent as well that, that uh, got released. They're people who've uprooted their entire life, moved like it was Hachiman Suzuki moved his entire family a few months ago from Japan all the way across to Florida, only to be told two months later, oh, we're releasing you. And Hachiman Suzuki was on telly on Tuesday and then released on a Wednesday. Well, we've got, we, we might as well um, do do this as a, as a group. Again, no disrespect to anyone, just so we're kind of getting them all through. But yes, Suzuki, we've got there. Danny Birch as well. He's another one that was released. Timothy Thatcher. And we've also got, um, let's have a look at this list here, Ace Steel, Alison Danger, Sarah Cummins, Rajan Singh, who I remember. I didn't even know he was still part of Creative, the former manager of the great Carly. Um, Ryan Katz, George Carroll, and um, Gabe Sapolsky. Um, they've all gone. So there's a mix of performance coaches, producers, creative, and writers. Um and yeah, they are all gone. Gabe Sapolsky, is he not the did he not work in Ring of Honor, I want to say, for a few years? Or am I getting that wrong? Yeah. yeah, so he's basically um, Paul Heyman's right handed man. So in each that was view, obviously Paul Heyman ran the show. Yeah. But Gabe Sapolsky was like his writer, his like helper. Yeah. So basically, Paul Heyman like shoot him how to like run a wrestling company, and then he started Ring of Honor all of that. Then, yeah, and then he yeah exactly that started with the Ring of Honor and did that for a few years before transitioning. And you know that's quite quite you know even though I've just quickly run through those six or seven people there or eight people, that's a lot of 
important people, producers, creative writers, that they've all just gone, okay, ta see you later. Um, it's a lot of people to get rid of, isn't it, all at once, doing those types of roles. It's with Danny Birch and Timothy Thatcher. People were surprised in the last Hall of NXT releases that they weren't released. Um, they Everyone was like, hang on a minute, uh, Thatcher's been off telly uh, for quite a while. He's done his like um, pit matches. Um, I thought that they could have called him up to Imperium. I thought that they could have brought him over on SmackDown and he could have done some cool things with Cesaro. Like Fundamentally wise, he is a decent wrestler. Um, but Timothy Thatcher, again, he's one of these people, he'll bounce back. He's massive in Europe. Um, his matches are critically acclaimed uh, wherever he goes. And I can see somebody like a Daniel Bryan begging for him to come across and have, not have a contract in AEW, but I can see someone like a Daniel Bryan going, you know what, I want to wrestle a guy like him. Because um, Timothy Thatcher versus um, Walter, those sort of matches were absolutely incredible if you go back and watch them. Uh, he was part of um, the, the Ring Camp um, stable in Europe as well. Uh, yeah. which was like the original Imperium. So he's one of these like hard workers who can always have a decent match with anybody. Um, but everyone really thought that he was going to be in the releases the last time. Very similar with Danny Birch as well. Um, great wrestler. He can go wherever. He was on um, TNA British Boot Camp back in yes, the day as I well. The second that. season. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's done all sorts. Um, he was in the um, first ever British tournament to crown the UK champion as well. Um, he's been all over the shop. So you could see him going to um, different areas, but no matter what company that they do go to, um, I think they'll float. But they're ones that we thought were going to be in the release list last last time. So for them to survive as long as they have is a testament for them. But, but you know, they, they've got so many coaches down in NXT, like just like they've got so many people waiting in the wings to actually get on the tally, eventually that they are going to have to make some cuts. And I don't think with some of them that they are too surprised. I think they've tried to survive as much as they can. But if anything, it's a fresh start for them. It is. Um, right, I suppose we're going to have to talk about him, aren't we? The the one person that no. should have had a job in WWE for life, and I would have been convinced that they would have done. I mean, to me, they were as protected as, I don't know, John Cena or whoever, or Stone Cold Steve Austin to an extent with the type of contract that he's got. Someone who should be part of the company forever, and the very fact that they've released him is I, I I can't I, I can't explain it and I'm yet to read anything online as to anybody being able to give uh, an excuse as to why they think he has um, and that's because there isn't and that is William Regal and I am disgusted and you know what? I was very very tempted I was to be like right as in protest I'm cancelling the network as people say. <laughs> Or I'm going to stop watching WWE for a little bit of time just so they've got one last view. They won't know about it, but I'll know. And then I remember in a couple of weeks it's the Royal Rumble and I really want to watch the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so unfortunately I can't. But I'll stick to my guns as far as not watching Raw and SmackDown most of the time um, in, in protest. But guys, I was absolutely gutted by the fact that William Regal, Darren Matthews, was released um, from his contract because... I just you you've got somebody there who not only uh, is and was a fantastic in-ring performer, both from a wrestling standpoint, but also from a promo standpoint. But you've got a brain there, and you've got somebody who knows the business from British to Japanese to American style, inside out. Probably more than 
most people there. Probably is well more than Vince McMahon, I would say, on from a wrestling standpoint. You've got somebody there who knows the absolute ins and outs of, of everything. I mean, he forgets more about wrestling every day than half the people on that roster will learn every day. Um, it's it's just incredible that they've got rid of him. And you know, he's we know that since um, well, when will it have been? Since about two thousand and fourteen, it's been about seven years. He's been NXT general manager on on screen, but he's also had roles in the performance centers. One of the head trainers. He's also been a director of talent development and of global recruiting as well. So he's had all these different roles. Uh, rather than them just say, oh, we're taking you out of one role so you can con- concentrate in one specific area, um, or we're taking you out of a couple of roles, that type of thing, they've, they've, they've released the man. And I don't get it, and I want to have an open discussion about it today because it's made me angry at house. Yeah, and I posted it in the, uh, the chat as well. The minute I saw it, and I was shocked, I posted it in there, and you were like, no, that can't be true. And I was yeah. like, no, it, it's come from Sean Ross Sapp, so it definitely is true. But we were all in shock. We were like, hang on. And I tweeted straight away, um, you know, I can't believe they've they've got rid of Regal. Like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's going to go straight up to AEW, and he's going to say blood and guts, like he says, war games, and he's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. um, but I just think it, we're all in a state of shock. He's, we all thought that he was going to be in that company, you know, like a Pat Patterson. Um, you know, he's just never going to leave. You remember Pat Patterson, he, he was always there. And I thought William Regal would have been the same. You don't know. I mean, Regal hasn't really spoken, has he, about um, He hasn't put anything out, as far as I'm aware, Twitter-wise, I mean, no. You don't know. It may have been his request. He might want to go back to the UK. He might be doing something else. It may be his request. That's why I'm trying to keep my hopes up about it. I just don't understand why. But he's, he's like you said, he's one of these minds that you can ask him any question and you'll find a solution for it. Um, but there is that avenue that it, it could have been his request. So I'm still going with that. Um, yeah. You know, it was only a couple of weeks ago um, during Christmas. He was tweeting about Emmerdale and EastEnders. So, <laughs> you know, I'm sure he's fine. Um, but wherever he goes, AEW will have an open checkbook for him. He's one of these people that they never thought that would be available. You remember when Messi was saying that he wants to transfer? Literally every yeah. club was like, literally every club in the world was going, you can come here. William Regal's like that. He's like a mind. He is. He is certainly out of all those releases, just, you know, taking a step back from your actual in-ring performers like Samoa Joe or your... Um, you know, your other producers like Rajan Singh, people like that. I mean, regardless, the, the list of releases that have happened in the last couple of days, he's top of the list for the companies that should be throwing the checkbook at him and saying, sign a multi-year deal with us to be either an on-screen talent or a backstage producer or creative, anything like that. I'm, I'm not as convinced as some people where they say, I mean, I, I agree he'd be a fantastic fit for a company, and I would say if he was going to go somewhere, it would probably be AEW, and I think they might even put him as an on-screen talent. I don't necessarily think he's a general manager type of thing, because I think they're trying to steer away from that to AEW, whether they put, put him as a manager or something like that, I'm not sure. Um, but I'm not convinced that he's necessarily, especially if he asks for his release, he, he can either go one or two ways. He's, he's asked for his release because he's just fed up or he's been released and he probably thinks, you know, I've paid my dues in wrestling for the last 30, 40 years. It's time for me to relax now. And I'm not 100% convinced like people are that he will go to another company. I'm not saying this will be it, but it might be it for a prolonged period of time. But yeah, so we'll see. I'm still in 
I'm still in shock about it. I mean, do you have any specific thoughts about it, Joe or or Jamie? I know you two are both big fans. Jamie's met the man. <laughs> yes, I have. Obviously, he did the... Because um, obviously, he was one of the main things of why, thank God for him, obviously being from Blackpool, England, my hometown, Taron's apparent hometown, even though he didn't live here for a decade, but sure, why not? That's all right. Um, I was born and bred. All right. Um, and chose <laughs> to move away. And now Newport, Newport is the most awesome city in. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't even finish the sentence. Made a decision there, didn't they? But but with William Regal obviously being from Blackpool, England, you can definitely tell like all the NXT takeovers, UK takeovers, were in Blackpool in the Winter Gardens, and you have yeah, to say that probably something to do with with William Regal. Yeah, the first ones were. The first Blackpool. one was Blackpool, and the third one was. Is that right? I, mean, I, I would argue. I would argue that people, when they announced NXT Takeover Blackpool and the second Blackpool one, people more wanted tickets in case Regal was going to be there to make an appearance rather than the actual talent that was on the show. And Regal did obviously well, did. Regal did a whole night beforehand. He did a whole one man show the night before NXT Takeover. Did you like, go to that? Is that how you met him? That's where I met him, yeah. So yeah. Uh, there was there was normal tickets to go like watch it and then there was like VIP where you got to meet him and have a picture with him beforehand as well. And I went with our friend Chris Hodkin and he got his uh, his book signed from William Regal as well. But yeah, it's, um, it, like I said, he's one of those people that you always expected just to be there because he was so revered from everybody backstage. You could, you literally, you just type in his name on Google now, and you've got so many different people saying how surprised they were that he's been released, of how amazing he is as a person. And like I said, he, he loves pro wrestling, and it's a shame, but like Dan said, he might have just wanted to finally come home to the UK and actually have a bit of time off because he's been doing it basically non stop for 30 years. Well, what can you say? Gutted. It's going to take me a long time to get over it. It is. But we'll see. I just hope whatever decision he makes as far as where he wants to go or where he doesn't do is what's best for him. But yeah, I don't necessarily think we've seen the last of him. It might just be the last for a long time. And either way, whether he's left on good terms or bad terms, he doesn't strike me as the type of person to be spiteful or stay mad at people for long. All of fame. But he all will be fame. all of fame. All of fame. And the, all of fame. the year he gets announced for the Hall of Fame, I will buy a ticket. <laughs> and I guarantee a ticket for the WWE Network. So with the 999, I will watch it live on the TV. No, I'd I love thought to you were going to say you were going live. Well, I would, I would if I could. I would if I could, but I can't, so I won't. But, yeah, so it almost feels like he's passed away. I mean, he hasn't passed away, but it feels <laughs> like that. Oh, he, he remember, we one remember him match. here. We remember him here. One more match. One more. What, what Regal versus Sting. Cesaro. Yeah, against Sting. Was, was his last match against Cesaro on NXT? Sounds about yeah, right. Yeah. That sounds about right. He was definitely on NXT's last match, wasn't it? Regardless of who. Oh, no. Was it against Cassie Soda? Oh, no. 
Um, I can't remember. It's definitely worthwhile uh, having a look. I wouldn't want Probably to see Joe's sure. quiz this week. We better not talk about it, just <laughs> in case. Right, so that was the releases of this year. I'm glad we got them out of the way because that was quite depressing. Um, and they were the first of 2022. And the sad thing is, guys, we're still in January. So there's 11 more months of potential releases to go. Happy New Year. Right. Yeah, but the thing is, AEW potentially have got their releases coming soon as well. There's already a few people uh, contracts. Are Who's going to be the first person to jump ship? Uh, Marco Stunt. To, he can't to even wear jump. The circus to impact. <laughs> he ain't going to WWE. I think it's a tough one, but um, AEW have got what, like six thousand seven hundred and fifty-two people on their roster at the moment, so it literally could be anybody. I mean, we all definitely know whether it's going to be the first or not. Like I said, MJF will go to WWE at this point, but he's signed like a deal for about he four will, yeah, years. He won't go to so, the end of his contract. So it's one of those. It'll be Ted Turner himself, it will be. As Vince McMahon said, I'm going to make Ted Turner himself walk down that aisle at WrestleMania and sign the contract. Sorry, like I said last week, I've still been watching... Um, 2001 Ross, I am enjoying the invasion. <laughs> I was so ill yesterday, I um, felt sick all day and thought, I'm going to be sick, I'm going to be sick, I'm going to be sick. Wasn't, went out to view a house, came back, threw up everywhere in the bathroom and then went Lovely. to bed feeling like terrible and thought, I'll watch a couple of episodes of Raw and I got about three or four episodes of Raw in before I fell asleep. Um, so yeah, and how how good was Raw back then? I know there's so many. I know you can look at the invasion storyline. hasn't quite happened yet, other than the um, purchasing of WCW. No one's actually invaded yet, even though we're two or three, or sorry, three or four episodes after WrestleMania 17. But even though people scrutinised the invasion and said, "Oh, they need bigger names," and it wasn't managed in the right way, the actual quality of wrestling and the storylines on Raw are second to none. Like, there wasn't even the lower card matches when I'm watching Right to Censor defend, try and get the hardcore title off Kane after WrestleMania 17, or watching the Hollies against whoever they've been facing then, I can't remember. That even those matches are still 10 times better in the storytelling than what's been happening on Raw in the last few years. And William Regal and Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho and Kurt Angle are in like this four-way feud on the episodes I'm watching at the moment. And they're all switching between each other. I did. Rest <laughs> in peace. Sorry, there's your quiet moment just while I cough. I've got a tickly throat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, God, it's been so, so, so much better. But speaking of better, for better... Or for worse, we had the New Year's Day pay-per-view. Pay-per-view of the year. Oh, no, it's not called a pay-per-view anymore. What are they called? Premier live event. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, they kept saying that the whole fucking time. I'm like, well, it's the premier live event. Premier live event. <laughs> the great thing is I read on Reddit, somebody on Reddit said they were watching day one. 
And as soon as they heard them say premiere live event for like the second or the third time and they realised they're going to start using this term, they went online and registered premierliveevent.com so they could own the website to see if WWE tried to offer them money to try and get their website off. <laughs> which is I thought really... you were going to say a Twitter account. I'm sure well, no, because be if you go on pay-per-view.com, it redirects to WWE.com because they own the name pay-per-view or pay-per-view.com. So this is why this guy has registered that website, hoping that they'll offer him some money. Who knows? Let's see how long it'll be, how long they last. I remember when the network first launched, for maybe the first couple of pay-per-views after, they just called pay-per-views special events, and then they soon dropped that and carried on calling them pay-per-views. So we'll see if they carry on with premier live events or not. But it's an interesting concept. And good to know that moving forward, all the major ones are going to be on a Saturday. So that works very well for us in the UK. So we're not up for work early on the Monday morning. So I welcome that massively. But yes, we had a pay-per-view. It was WWE Day 1. And we had eight matches in total, including the pre-show. But guys, there were a couple of snags in the old predictions because we had one match changed and two matches removed. Um, So we might as well get them out of the way, first of all. We score no points for the Intercontinental Championship prediction because it never happened. And the reason it never happened is just because they forgot the title existed, just like I mentioned earlier. <laughs> it means nothing. They forgot it existed. Um, but yes, I think... Was it, is it either... Was it an injury or COVID, that one? I think it's COVID. Yeah, just not fully confirmed. Um we also have to take out the Universal Championship match. No points for Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar because, of course, Roman Reigns did get the COVID-19. We've heard, however, that um, we don't have to send him our well wishes because he's back on SmackDown tonight. He's had the all clear. He's passed his seven days and he's fine, which is very good to know. We'll be serious for a moment because, of course, he's got his underlying health conditions with the leukemia he's had a couple of times throughout his life and, you know, that's going to severely impact the immune system. So the fact that, you know, he's got it and come through within seven days and he's back at work tonight. Fantastic. So good news on that. Um, right. The kickoff then. So we had, did anybody, did anybody watch the kickoff? No, I watched the highlights. I'm sure Jamie probably had the kickoff on whilst. Yes, Jamie so probably didn't even watch. He said you he couldn't sleep after the first match. Right, hang on. We're I watched it live. To, we're going to get on to that. When Jamie says he watched it live, he was playing FIFA till 4am. Madden. While, uh, Madden until 4am, while having the, the pay-per-view on his smaller TV in front of him. Two tellies, why not? Because you should be watching that pure quality wrestling action. The good thing with Madden is that many people say about American football, it's very stop-start. So I can watch the wrestling while I play it. It's very horse shit. Yeah. Do they play? Do they play Iron Maiden when you play Madden? What do? Do they no. play Iron Maiden when you play Madden? No. He's dead. <laughs> He's dead. Isn't he, Jamie? He's dead. John Madden. He died this week. Oh, oh John Madden. Yes, he is. He yeah, is. he died this week. I was going to say Bruce Dickinson's yeah, alive and well. <laughs> no, he's alive and well. Yeah, John Madden died this week, didn't he? So yeah. let's see what true. Let's see if they pay tribute to EA in the next game by actually making a decent football game rather than shoveling out the same. Madden is very good, do. thank you very much. But it's still. Gets, I tell you what, though. 
mediocre reviews. I'll tell you what, though. What what Madden did in respect to John Madden passing was like, we're not going to do anything for a week on Ultimate Team or anything on Madden. Uh, so we're not going to update anything. the game. Yeah, that's convenient, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Over Christmas. So, yeah, that's what they did. But no, it's for the first time I've actually started playing Ultimate Team on Madden and I'm obsessed. I love it. It's great. It's that terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible. There isn't a word for it, but if there was, it would be terrible. Anyway, speaking of terrible, we had an opening match in the kickoff, which led to an injury. We had Seamus and Ridge Holland against Did you see the injury? Ricochet. <laughs> I saw the injury. So there was a flip, wasn't there, to um, Ricochet, which of course was supposed to land clean on the chest, on the body of Ridge Holland. And the knee impacted, didn't it, with his face? And it broke his nose. It was quite nasty. Um, and we know a lot of the times with wrestlers, you know, they break something like the nose or they dislocate a finger and pop it back in and they get um, a minor injury. And I'm calling a broken nose a minor injury because it is compared to a tear of a pectoral muscle or something. But, you know, they tend to then carry on and see out the rest of the match. But it must have been quite a severe breakage because it was blood straight away and he wasn't able to carry on the rest of the match. So, you know, they had to think on the fly, change it up a bit. Seamus had to in respect of carrying on the match on a, effectively a two-on-one handicap basis for the last few minutes of the match. But um, what surprises me the most is that Seamus and Holland picked up the win. So only a couple of us scored points on the old predictions for this. And the two people that scored the points were Dan and Joe. So, well done to you both, Jamie. You, you were very, very poor in predicting Cesaro and Ricochet. As, as long as it's yourself. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Me too. Still bottom of the league. I need I need to give people a chance because I, I ran away with it last year. I, I ran away with it. Fair enough. Well, we'll see because don't you worry. There's still, there's still plenty of points to give out on the main event and i will get to that believe you me okay so the opening match of the card then was the usos defeating the new day to retain the smackdown tag team championships um it's a match we've seen many a time before many many a time before with the new day picking up some wins sometimes the usos doing the other time what I will say is, is not only was this a solid, solid opener to the event, it was probably the match of the night in terms of the actual wrestling. It was fantastic, I thought. I thought it was a brilliant match. Yeah, it was decent. It's a, that win in the main event were the only ones that scored four stars with Meltzer as well. Um, but yeah, it was solid. It's everything that we needed. Um, they always mix it up a little bit more. Um, but yeah, solid match. Can't really say much more about that, except for them hitting the 3D for the finish. The well, 1D. Yes. That one, the 2D. The 1D, what? Does Harry Styles start singing? The they called it one maybe. one dimension or something, didn't they? That's sure. what they called it. Could I'm sure they called it the one dimension. dimension. Clearly, you guys didn't watch the pay per view. <laughs> I can't remember. How do you remember you too busy playing the unupdated oh, apparently, Madden? Apparently, but I understand what's going on on the event because I watched <laughs> it. Did um, Did you enjoy the opening match, Joe? Yeah, um, same as Dan, I really enjoyed the new day versus so they always have good matches. They gave them loads of times, there was like loads of spots, it was like back and forth. Um, a good week to end the match with as well, so yeah, it's a good match. 1D it's called, 1D, 1D. 
One Direction. One That's what it's called. One, one and one, done. One, one D. There's only one One D, and they're a band. <laughs> well, they broke up years ago, but sure, why not? Well, there was only one person who actually scored points in that match, and that was Jamie, because the rest of us went for the Ooh, two. Games. Sorry. So um, <laughs> I don't know me. why I'm usually better than this, but I'm yet to score so far. <laughs> Baby, oh, you wow. light up my Stop. world like nobody else. The way that you flip your hair gets me overwhelmed. But when you slide on the ground, it ain't hard to tell. You don't know. Uh oh, Tyron still bottom. From I think there's a there's a trend here. <laughs> Until one... he gives himself twenty points in the main event <laughs> and still lose a year. In the song to one shy my match, the second match. Drew McIntyre defeating Mad Cat Moss. Now, the first thing I will say about this is I am happy to report that we all scored on this all particular one. On the board. We all <laughs> went with the old Drew McIntyre, so yes, indeed, we are all on the board. But, I mean, guys, is there really anything specific to say about this match in particular? I mean, Daniel no. nodded your head. What, oh, we, we, were, we were a fan of it. I thought it was all right. Like Joe was saying, apparently Drew McIntyre's got some sort of neck injury. But I thought it was an okay match. Uh, Madcap Moss held his own. It's just those braces are annoying me. Either get ones that are sewn into the trousers or don't wear braces or take them off during the match because they were all over the shop. Like, they, it was so distracting. Um, but it was it was a solid match and it's established Madcap. I mean, he's been with the WWE now for seven, eight years. So it's about time that he had a pay-per-view match. The one thing I will say about it is, is as much as I was very near on the match itself, they did make Madcap Moss look stronger than I thought they were going to. I honestly thought it was going to be two to five minutes. He'd go in there, destroy him. I mean, let me have a quick look. It was just short of 10 minutes, nine minutes, 45 it was, the actual match itself. And he, there were points where he did have, you know, the upper hand in certain aspects. So, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did that more to make Drew McIntyre look stronger because he actually had a, a decent, you know, I'll say that in quotation, decent opponent to go against, rather than trying to make Madcap Moss look good. But uh, yeah, at least there was a bit of offense from there. So you know, I'll I'll, I'll give him that. We say as well, though. But obviously, you said what matches were taken off and obviously cancelled, so they had to fill those two matches back up with time. So that's probably why they got a little bit longer Believe in the ring. Me, they filled up that time with the penultimate match in the match before, which we're going to get on to after this one. Those terrible, terrible matches. Um, RK Bro defeated the Street Profits. Now, this is where I fell asleep. I was very, 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 very tired. I was very, very tired. I fell asleep at the beginning of this, and I woke up. I must have only fallen asleep for... How long did it say the match was on for? I must have only fallen asleep for five or six minutes because the match was only on for just over 11 minutes, 11.15. But that was enough for me to think, right, I'm turning it off and I'll just watch the rest in the morning, Um, which I did. So I can't really remember much of the match, even when I re-watched it, other than just thinking, yes, it was a standard tag team match with no real... I mean, unless anybody can tell me any different, there wasn't anything specific that stood out for it for me. No camels. No, you know, they stood up. The, they had a. They come out with a rock group called Migos. Is that? 
That's it. The Migos. The, yes, the best band oh, in the world. Go. The best Migos. band in the world, apparently. Allegedly so. And they did the spot where they uh, they won, um, and then they had to pose, but then the one forgot that they had to pose for the cameras, so they had to redo the spot. Um, but yeah, they came out and they, they came to the ring with the champions and they left with the champions. So yeah. Great. There we go. Enough said. Just there's still <laughs> enough time for them to break up before WrestleMania to have their singles match, which is going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Edge defeated the Miz in the most disappointing match of the evening. I'd like people's comments on this because this match went on for 20 minutes exactly, according to Wikipedia, and it felt like 20 minutes. And that there was wasn't a lot of storytelling. There was a lot of storytelling, and Edge came out of a fiery box and then took some sunglasses on, sang some Alter Bridge. Then they had a little bit of a slappy slap, and Maurice kept getting involved. But then Betty Phoenix came out, and she wasn't very happy with it. So she then chased around the ring like Santino. And then Edge ended up was in the corner and he hit the spear and he got the win. And now it sets up a mixed tag team match for the Royal Rumble. Um, great storytelling, mediocre match. Edge came out of a fiery box. What more do you want? I think we all knew yeah, it was going was, to... I'm oh, sorry, Joe, yeah. go on. I was going to say exactly the same as Dan. It was all to build up Bethany Nix and Edge versus Miz and Maurice at Royal Rumble. Yeah, uh, we all knew it was going that way. And again, the disappoints me every time he uses the brood theme because I really, really want to see Gangrel. Just let Gangrel have an appearance, you know what I mean? They'll probably have him on the show, Gangrel, and then go, oh, do you want to be a producer? We'll sign you up for a year just to release you. But, um, yeah, I do get excited when I hear the brood music. And then when, when you don't see Gangrel, I'm always a bit mm, disheartened. But, we'll yeah, say. I pulled the gun too early, but sure. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, what did you think of the match? It was okay. But I think, like I said last week on the episode, this was happening. Like, it was going to happen. I just wish they waited a little bit longer for it to happen and actually went a little bit longer with the storytelling of, say, The Miz screwing over, Marie screwing over to win the match for The Miz. And then they keep screwing with him, gloating and shit, and then Beth Phoenix comes out. But unlike another I mean, two weeks or so but they, i think they pulled a gun too early on it i was thinking it was going to be later on but now now we've got the it couple versus the grit couple i, I said that's going to happen Lord right? like last, last week i said we'll definitely have this mixed one it's it's coming up to it beth phoenix like you said she's stopped on nxt and she's coming back and she'll have a match but i was thinking most likely for wrestlemania so they would have had a rematch at the royal rumble and this would have happened and it just prolongs it a little bit longer but now this was going to be my question now what happens with edge at wrestlemania because you assume apparently you were saying it was aj styles dan says yeah yeah Yeah, i I could see that i'd like to see that to be honest or grayson waller no next (laughs) i'd like to see him against william regal in the main events of wrestlemania (laughs) Why? Um, I would sell loads of tickets. <laughs> we right. I'm very, very happy to report that only yes, two of us got points in this. It was Joe and myself both scored a point because Daniel and yeah. um, Jamie. My storytelling was better, but yeah, sure, why not? Terribly, terrible idea to go for the Mizzlemat. Terrible idea. Well, to be fair, I called exactly what would happen. If you listen back to last week, I said Beth Phoenix is going to come out and that's what's going to change the thing. But I said that for about two weeks of the Rumble. 
Very true. So I called okay, the yeah. end of this match, but they just went too early. Me too. Can I have a point? No. <laughs> well, you can have a point for, because we all get a point for the next one. It's because we all successfully... Yes, um, Roman Reigns is still the champion. <laughs> is Becky Lynch defeating Liv Morgan? And this match went on for nearly 20 minutes as well. This was a 17-minute match. And again, this felt like it. Yeah, and Becky Lynch screwed up the finish. Did you see uh, she tried to put her feet on the, the ropes, but she yeah. wasn't close enough to the ropes. So they did a pin, and then all of a sudden, um, Liv Morgan watched it back on the trunk, like really upset that she got screwed. Realised she didn't get screwed, then pretend she had sand in her eye or something, and then had a bit of a cry. And then had a promo on Raw, just moaning again. Um, and we've got a triple threat match next week on Raw. And Dewdrop versus Liv Morgan versus Bianca Belair. Winner gets a shot at Becky no. Lynch at Royal Rumble. So the only thing that's moment. important is what's happening next week on Raw. What is happening next week on Raw? She's back. Who Alexa is? Bliss is back next no, week on Raw. No, she's not back on Raw next week. It's the it's her journey back to Raw next week, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, but I think the it's just the journey. Is and I don't think she's back. Mine. I think it's just the pro. I think it's just it'll the be pro. Yeah. yeah, she's going to be in the Rumble, and there's rumours that she's in the top three that they're considering who's going to win it so As all i can be. say about that is terrible 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 the evil is mine there isn't a word for it but wait until that hits at the terrible. rumble everyone's gonna go mental i hope she doesn't come back with the like fiendy type character just come she back to come back to normal i what if she comes back to her first nxc when she's coming up <laughs> like the cheerleader type thing. It's, it's coming back she's regressed <laughs> all the way back well, she might have done it's gone full circle <laughs> and why not might come back face it's a perfect way to do it isn't it she's kicked out of the demon and she comes back as a face no she's, she'll come back and she really 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 wants to tag team with tamina well there ain't nobody meaner is there Corey Graves has started saying it every time she comes to the ring now. He's kind of nicked my tail. It's like the, the big dog. I know he didn't say it anymore, but big every dog. time. The big dog. dog. Right. Main event then. Now, there's a bit of context. Wait, do we all get a point for Roman Reigns? No. What we should get a point for <laughs> is a point. anybody. <laughs> what we should is anybody who predicted a new world champion nope. in the form of Brock Lesnar. Now... I think there was only one, two, three. I can't, I've deleted it now. Did anybody else other than me say Brock Lesnar was going to beat Roman Reigns? So let's go. Did Roman, did Roman Reigns lose? No, so I get he a did, point. He lost to COVID, he did. So he I didn't. think we need an, an, like an, an impartial ever. view. He an said he got COVID, he found this. out on Sunday, and he's there on SmackDown. That's not an isolation period, mate. It's not, though, is it? That's not he must days. have had it on the Friday before. And let's have no, an impartial view here. Breaking news on Sunday. <laughs> breaking news on Sunday, it said, that he has tested positive and can't wrestle. Sorry, Saturday. And then, obviously, on your... You have to do Maybe he tested positive on day. Friday night. But still, he can't because it's seven days. I know. Well, I know. But the question is here, we need an impartial view. And I think it's only fair to get an impartial view from... Somebody who didn't predict Brock Lesnar in in the form of Joe. So my my good good friend Joseph here, Joe. Do you think that anybody yeah. predicted that Brock Lesnar would walk away with a world championship win 
should get a point for me. Call, you predict that he's going to be Roman Reigns. world champion. That means we get points for Roman Reigns because he's what, the no, world because... champion. That's a joke. That's a joke. You see your people. Well, well, no, he, he did beat Roman Reigns. He beat, he beat Big E, did he? Big E, so... That's not the that's not the match we were picking, so it, it's not funny. Well, he walked away to World Champion after beating four other I'm men, so, so that's an Roman even bigger Reigns, accomplishment. It doesn't matter, we all get a point then. <laughs> I tell right, I tell, uh, go on then, I'll let it right. Yeah, right. We all get a point because Roman Reigns is still the champ and Brock Lesnar's a champ, so we both get points. It doesn't matter. Right. Don't worry, <laughs> I won't give myself a point. I'll just give I'll just make up a bonus round for the Royal Rumble to get these points back over. Um, it's gonna be number seventeen. <laughs> what did we think of the main event then? So as you said earlier then, Dan, uh, Meltzer gave it four stars, joint top match along with the tag team match that opened up the show. Um of course before the show we had Brock Lesnar added to the match to make it a fatal five way because of the COVID of um Roman Reigns. Now do you think they used COVID as a storyline? He wasn't actually mm, doing it. I wouldn't it have thought they part. would have done they, because, of it, because of Because of this isolation period and stuff, they've definitely done it like that. I reckon they just said, oh, yeah, we'll blame COVID so Roman can keep the title and Brock can get a title. I reckon they've I used think there's it different ways to do it. I honestly don't think... I don't think they would have made it up knowing that... Roman, you're a liar. <laughs> well, I don't think they'd have made it up with people knowing they'd be concerned with the fact that he's had his leukaemia and stuff and things like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, we know they've gone through silly storylines before, but I, I'd like to... I'd like to think not. If anything, I think it's worked better this way because now you've potentially got champion versus champion at WrestleMania. And I think that just adds another element to it. So in a way, it's worked out better. But yeah, that so we can have the Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania now. Yeah, WrestleMania 30. I don't know what, 57. Just say 40. Um, Go for 40, that. Yeah. Um, so when we saw this announcement, did anybody think then, like I did, Brock Lesnar is winning the title? Or did anybody hear? actually think Big E was retaining, or that one of the other competitors was going to walk away with it. Well, apparently um, Seth Rollins Kevin Owens was, was going to win. Seth, Seth Rollins was the pencilled in name. I saw that from Dave Meltzer. Yeah, he said that Rollins was booked in, wasn't he? But either way, it sounded like Big E was going to be dropping the title regardless to who it was. I think it's hard to predict. It's one of these things you don't know until on the night. I mean, they're constantly changing what's going to be happening. It could have gone either of one of four or five different ways, but you know, the match itself had all of the hits that you wanted to see, the breaking of the barricades, the table spots. The thing that I liked the most about this match is it didn't go on too long. It was only about seven, eight minutes. Did everything that they needed to do. Got the pinfall, happy days, and he's got he's got the title. Um, it did everything that we wanted it to do, and I agree with the four stars. I, I'd say it was on par, if not better. I think it was better than the Usos versus the New Day match, to be fair. Yeah. Um what annoyed me about it was before the matches started, the entrances, the order of entrances that Lesnar came out last before Big E. So Big E came out fourth, so after the other competitors in the match, then Lesnar still came out last. And he's the champion, he's the world champion. It's just, I'm a bit of a but traditionalist when it comes to it. I know, but that's almost a spoiler in sure. itself. You know he's going to win the title, really, when something like that happens, but yeah, and um, I mean, general consensus: Are we happy with the result? Would we have preferred Big E to have retained? Um, what I mean, what's next for Big E? Um, maybe Royal Rumble win. 
Royal yeah, I think Vicky's um, going to still be the like, number one contender, but I think everyone wants it's Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble. I don't think Brock Lesnar's going to lose. Uh, Biggie's definitely, you know, in the main event now. You know, there's no taking that away from him. He's proved himself. He'll probably win it back up at the time. I just don't I think there's bigger stories than Biggie at the minute. So here's a question. If Lesnar and Reigns, which is what it looks like, are going into WrestleMania as the champions and they look like they're facing each other, what happens with the winner of the Rumble? Triple threat. We don't want to see that, though. Again, surely, so do we not? What, They've done it for the last few years. Small so I, so I do is on night one, I would have Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, title versus title, and whoever wins the title. So, you know, uh, Roman Reigns, SmackDown, uh, Brock Lesnar is Raw. The other title is vacated. And then on the second night, whoever wins the Raw Rumble then challenges... The winner of night one. I get you for it. Yeah, I mean that is one way of doing it. I mean, I forget that the fact that WrestleMania's on two nights again this year, isn't it? So effectively one of them could pull double duty as far as not the same night, but but two nights. So that is the way of doing it. And it is a bit different, so it mixes it up a bit as well. So that's actually quite a good idea. Because it's a good idea, they won't do that. But <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you could have a complete out. underdog, like say like a riddle winning the Royal Rumble, and then all of a sudden riddles in the match with uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, they both beat the holy hell out of each other, and then Riddle just goes in and goes, bro, and then pins one of them, and then all of a sudden, he's holding both titles. How, how amazing would that be? He'll be too well, busy facing Randy Orton. He will. We already know Randy. that Kevin Owens is winning the Royal Rumble. I've already penciled it in. He signed that big money deal. It'll be in the contract. I've signed the new one as long as I win the Rumble. Like, before, like, before this, um, the favourite for the Royal Rumble, Farita won. He was the favourite to win the Rumble. Guess who the favourite is now? Oh, and it's not Kevin Owens. Yeah, Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins is second favourite. Big E. Third favourite. Oh, it's called Kevin Owens then. No, he is seventh favourite. Eh? The favourite to win the Royal Rumble. 2022 is Barack Lesnar. <laughs> what? That's brilliant. So what if he loses to Bob and enters into the Rumble to face Roman at Mania? Oh, that that could very well happen <laughs> as well. It could. No, it could. That scares me slightly. That does. One thing I will say is there hasn't been any rumblings of a women's Rumble this year. I know there's well, no the, talent to do it with, but surely they've got to do have it. One. They're going to say it's very going to be NXT heavy, but um, they're saying that they're still going to do it. There's rumours that it might go down to a 20-woman rumble instead of a 30, but apparently they're still keeping it. I mean, Johnny Knoxville said he's going to be in a rumble, but he hasn't said which one. So. Well, I was going to say, five people have made have declared for the rumble. Johnny Knoxville being one. So and I then get Ray... to declare then, because he can and he's not a talent. Well, he is he a is very not. talented man. And then you've got Ray and Dominic and the Street Profits are all in the Rumble now. So you've got five competitors right there. Johnny well, Knoxville is going to be at Royal right Rumble. There. Could Who you imagine knows? those? Like this, this, oh, I've got to say, I've planned it all. Here we go. This is why I should have been the writer. Bobby Lashley wins 
entrant number 30's Johnny Knoxville, he comes out and then Brock just comes out and just smashes him up and he just takes his spot and wins it all. I've done I it. Think it's, That's what's going to happen. I think it's going to be um, Johnny Knoxville's going to win the 24-7 title and then he's going to be on Raw and loses it. Right? I assume that is going to happen. He'll be, it'll, think, be at the, yeah. he'll be at Rumble and he'll be entrant 30 and Brock is going to knock him out and take his spot to win it. He's I've called it. it. Can I get 50 points if that happens? Calling it a month in advance. Well, I called no. that Brock Lesnar would walk away as a world champion. No, you didn't. You I said he'll beat Roman Reigns. Points. <laughs> you Looking said Brock Lesnar would beat Roman Reigns. I'm saying, I think we're all tied, right? <laughs> we are. No, we are. I'm on four points. Jamie is on four points. Dan is on four points. Joe is on five points. Hey! So Joe, <laughs> yeah, Joe leads us after the first event of the year, 2022 pay-per-view predictions in first place and then we have three of us in joint second so well done joe um very shocked but yes Aaron's as... still bottom though you <laughs> am down. um as we look towards the royal rumble so then joe um do you want to lead us into the quiz to finish off this week's show yeah it's um big questions and it's all general knowledge questions but it's all to do it's all to do with people um this week who've had the match this week or um been released this week so it's all it's all relevant to what happened recently i give you a clue that's the clue okay 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 question number one brock Lesnar. what was brock lesnar's nickname he debuted in 2002 i do you someone to start with Yep. Yep. Awesome. Question number two. Gabe Sapolsky found which wrestling company with Daniel Bryan? Very good. in there. Now I could be top of the leaderboard for the new quiz league. All right. <laughs> Question number three. At day when the new day came down dressed up what what gay characters from which franchise? So which franchise did they dress up as? We don't have to say the name of the characters, do we? Just the game. The game, yeah. So yeah, I think when the UJ came down dressing up, but from what game franchise did they did they come shoot take inspiration from? So it's a fighting game I'll give you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Question number four. Who is Ron Breaker's legendary father? Yeah. Okay. Uh, question five. Imperium, a trio of Walter, Fiend Eichner, and Marcel Bartel. But what is what is German stable called? What's the name of the stable in Germany? That's a question. Yep. Question number six: What rugby league team did Richard play for? So, what was the team he played for? England. This rugby league. Thank you. Literally, just gonna have to write the name of it. I don't know if that's league or union. I've written down. Same. <laughs> cool. Question number seven: Where is Beth Phoenix built from? 
So when they say considering the Phoenix is where where she built from, what's okay. Question number eight. When Billy Regal first joined the WWE, what was his gimmick? <laughs> I'm going to start thinking of some of them, right? Question number nine. Gianna Jean Daddio is the real name of which WWE superstar? Uh, question 10. What was the tag team name of Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa in the next team? Okay, lovely. Right, give me these 10 points. Okay, question number one. What was Brock Lesnar's nickname in 2002, Dan? Next big thing. Yes, Did I've you? also gone for the, the next, next big, big thing. thing. Yeah, the next big thing. Question two, um, James Sapolsky and Daniel Bryan founded a wrestling company together. What's the name of that wrestling company, uh, Darren? Ring of Honor. Jamie? Ring of Honor. <laughs> you had me worried. Uh, it look, look, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was either that or Evolve, but I went Ring of Honor. Evolve? It was Evolve, was it? Oh. Yeah, so... Um, Gabe Sapolsky helped out Ring of Honor. He was another guy. Um, Evolve was Daniel Bryan and Gabe Sapolsky. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, question number three. Uh, they won the New Day Cub down in a costume that was inspired by a gaming franchise. What was that gaming franchise, uh, Amy? Fortnite. Karen? Is it not Street Fighter? Um, um, yeah, I thought Street Fighter. It was Tekken. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Kofi um, Kingston was cosplayed as Brian Fury. I can't remember who Xavier was. Why did none of them dress up as Yoshi Mitsu? I'd have got it then. <laughs> <laughs> or King. <laughs> He is the king. Question four: Who's Bob Rickers? Uh, let's see, Father Dan. Rick Steiner. Uh, Tara Jamie. Yes, Rick, Rick Steiner. Steiner. Rick Steiner. Yeah. Uh, question five: Imperium immediate Fabian Alexander, Marcel Patel. Uh, what is? Uh, what is? Um, Group called in Germany. Uh, Aaron? Yeah, no idea. Jamie? Let's put Imperium. <laughs> Dan? I said it earlier. Ring Camp. Ah. Yes, Ring Camp. Dan literally said it earlier. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, question number six uh, What rugby team did Rich Holland play for? Uh, Jamie? Harlequins. Taron. The Leeds Rhinos. <laughs> uh, Dad? Yeah, I went Leeds Rhinos as well. No, it was Hulk Kingston Rovers. Oh, of course it was. No one knows. 
I'm just checking Harlequin. Yeah, sorry. I, I he's he's from Yorkshire. <laughs> um, question, question number seven. Where is he, Beth Phoenix built from? Uh, Aaron? Um, no, Arizona. I don't know. JB? That's put Montreal, Quebec, Canada because she's married to Edge now. <laughs> you live together, surely. I put Toronto. No, Beth Phoenix is from Plum, New York. Well, there we go. Shit on a brick. <laughs> Number eight, nice and easy. What was William Eagle's gimmick when he first joined WWE? Jamie? A real man's man. He was the real man's He's man. He's a man. Has anyone seen that clip from Superstars from about 2000 and... Oh, I don't know. Sometime between 2012 and 2014 or 16, around that time, he faced Daniel Bryan on Superstars. And as he came out to the ring, they cut his music off and started that. And apparently, it was a rib from Bryan Danielson, from Daniel Bryan. <laughs> it's on YouTube if you haven't seen it. It's great. I but see. he, did, he didn't know about it. Yeah, I see this. <laughs> okay, uh, question nine Gianna G. Daddy is the real name of what? WWE superstar Dan? No idea. Maybe? I know it, but I want to see if Taryn does it before he steals my answer. No, he doesn't know it. He doesn't right. I know it. Do. It's on my phone. On your phone? Yeah. No, I've got Google. the answer right here. Your Google phone. Yeah. Oh, believe me, um, I know her name. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know if it was a slight trick question and they'd already been released. I just put some Mojo. It's Liv Morgan. Oh. Uh, it's Liv Morgan, yeah. Uh, it's not going to be started. Was, I uh, know. I know. Don't you worry. I knew. It's true. <laughs> okay. Uh, nice and easy question. Then. The tag team name. What's the tag team name of Johnny Gugler and Tommaso Ciampa when they did NXT? Taron. DIY. Jamie. Yeah, yeah DIY. Yeah, yeah, DIY. Yeah, okay. Well, that's everyone got. I got four. Five. I got five. Oh, we need a tiebreaker. I do not know Liv Morgan's name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's her handle on Twitter. <laughs> I should have a point for um, Evolve. Well, I but... should have had a point for Barack Lesnar, but that doesn't happen. Why? <laughs> you did get a point for Evolve. I got... Oh, no, you didn't. If, you oh, if I did, I'm on six then. If I, if I, if I put Ring of Honor. Oh, did he? No. Oh, right. I said, I, put, I said I put Ring of Honor, but I believe it, it should be Evolve. Um, but I should be on six, but oh well. Oh, Banner. Well, you changed it, didn't you? So. Oh, well, uh, have you got a tiebreaker then? Yeah, so who is it between uh, Jamie and Dan, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. I'll the just try to pick one last year. He's a man, such a manly man. <laughs> What's William Eagle's birthday? <laughs> 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 Closest wins. Yeah. He knows. You see the cogs turning. Oh, Here's a question for you. First one. Here's a shout out. Their name, so your name is the buzzer. So if you see Dan or Jamie, that's your buzzer. Whoever says their name first. Okay. 
We get it. So, what was the tag team name of Win Regal and Triple H in WCW? Go on, Dan, you got this. No, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it. Do I, do I get do No, I get you don't get a point. No, I don't I think we need no, another one. No, later. I think we need another one. <laughs> so you don't know what this is. Where's it? Is on, it the Blue Bloods? Yeah, it's the Blue Bloods, yeah. I've won it all. The bonus voice <laughs> oh, yeah. put me at the top of the board. <laughs> oh, that was a good question then. Try to think of the one off the top of my head. The Rock. What Battle of the Bell? What is the name of the w... <laughs> No. What is the name of the WCW Training Center? Dan. Do it. Yeah. Power plant. Jamie Power yeah, plant. Correct. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well, right. yeah. <laughs> what happened yeah. there then? You got it right. Yeah, but did you not know what it is? No, it's an alright then. Dan, you get the point. You start our 2022 strong from being 2022. Tara, you're at the bottom. Well, technically, you're just not a point. So, there we go. Right, fantastic. Well, thanks very much for that, Joe. Good strong quiz one thing I will say, though, just before we finish off this week, I don't know if anybody's actually realised, we've hit a little bit of a milestone. We're only a couple of weeks off doing the podcast for a full year, but this is episode 50. So we've done it for 50 Woo! weeks in a row, a mix of us. But, uh, yeah, 50 weeks, so only two weeks off doing the show for a year. And I know next week, if all goes well, we are joined by a star of Championship Wrestling Entertainment. Um, the man known as Sash, he will be joining us. So all being well, we will have that next week. But yes, another good show. And where can people find us on the socials, Daniel? You can find us where Grapplecast Show, wherever you get your podcasts, on your Deezers, your Spotify's and your Apple Podcasts. Feel free to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. But we're also available on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Feel free to give us a follow answer our daily or by daily questions that we put on there in our polls but yeah more importantly hit that subscribe button never miss an episode lovely you want to sign us off there jamie yeah just to make sure as well it is friday remember tomorrow you have two events that are coming to you from impact you have an aw special tnt of battle of the belt two wrestling shows on a saturday for you to watch so enjoy them but without further ado, I must bid you a good night and goodbye. Hurrah, guys. Bye. Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole! What? <laughs> <laughs>